This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending October 7th of 2023, what's driving mortgage rate volatility? What the housing industry wants from the Fed? And why brokers are severing ties with the National Association of Realtors? I'm Kathy Fedke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We normally start with economic news, but I thought I'd begin this episode with an update on our big Real Wealth Weekend in Los Angeles. We gathered a majority of our property teams together for a property showcase extravaganza and an evening dinner dance celebration for Real Wealth's 20th anniversary. It's the first big event we've done in a few years, and by all measures, it was a huge success. We've received great feedback about the showcase, the meet and greet opportunity with property teams, access to other real estate professionals on our recommended list, and the opportunity to see colleagues and members face-to-face for both business and pleasure. Our Real Wealth team is inspired to do more of these events, so we'll keep you posted. You can find out more at newsforinvestors.com. Live events are listed under the Connect tab. And on to economic news. The Treasury yield has been on a bit of an upward trend and hit 4.8% last week. That is a 16-year high and bad news for mortgage rates because high Treasury yields translate into higher mortgage rates. But since I'm a little late getting this episode together after our jam-packed weekend, the update as of Tuesday, October 10th, is that Treasury yields have fallen a bit due to a rush into government bonds. As reported by MarketWatch, investors were nervous about the economic impact of the Israel-Hamas war. I won't go into details, but lower Treasury yields brought mortgage rates back down a bit. The Mortgage Bankers Association listed the average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage at 7.62% on Tuesday, October 10th. As for the job market, there's not much downside there. Initial claims were up slightly to 207,000, but remain near pandemic-era lows. The number of continuing jobless claims remain unchanged at 1.6 million. While companies hold on to employees, they're also bringing on new employees. The September report on hiring shows a whopping 336,000 newly hired employees. That's much more than Wall Street economists had anticipated. Meanwhile, the unemployment rate remains unchanged at 3.8%. There's also a surge in unfilled positions. The Labor Department says the number of job openings rebounded from a revised 8.9 million in July to 9.6 million in August. A report on construction spending shows a half a percent increase in August as builders ramp up their operations. That's slightly lower than economists had predicted, but when you pull the numbers for private single-family construction, you get a 1.7% increase in spending for August. Multifamily spending was up a half a percent. And in other newsmaking headlines, top real estate groups are pleading with the Fed to stop rate hikes. The National Association of Home Builders, the National Association of Realtors, and the Mortgage Bankers Association sent a letter to the Fed to convey profound concern about the Fed's monetary policy and the impact it's having on the housing industry. They're calling on the Fed to abandon further rate hikes and to stop actively selling off mortgage securities, at least for now. The letter highlighted the impact of the rate hikes in the midst of a historic shortage of housing inventory, saying the rate hikes have exacerbated housing affordability and created additional disruptions for a real estate market that's already straining to adjust to a dramatic pullback 
in both mortgage origination and home sale volume. Fed Chief Jerome Powell has acknowledged the impact on housing, saying at a recent news conference that it will take time to work through this phase and that hopefully we'll see an increase in supply. Well, I guess we can hope for all sorts of things. It's never easy to interpret the Fed Chief's comments. Let's hope he's doing the right thing. Many of the nation's leading real estate brokerages are severing ties with the National Association of Realtors. NAR is based in Chicago with 1.5 million members and $1 billion in assets. It also owns the word Realtor and sets national policy for buying, selling, and listing homes. Recent allegations of sexual harassment among top executives appears to have triggered a mutiny, but it isn't just about the sexual harassment allegations. In a news release by Redfin, the real estate website explains that the decoupling from NAR also has to do a lot with NAR's requirements for members. One of them says that in order for a broker to be a member, the broker must also pay dues for every agent under the broker's supervision. And if the broker doesn't want to be a NAR member, all the broker's agents are excluded from membership. Unfortunately, brokers and agents in some cities have to have a NAR membership to get access to listings, lockboxes, and industry standard contracts. Some of those cities include Charlotte, Dallas, Houston, Las Vegas, Long Island, Minneapolis, Nashville, Phoenix, and Salt Lake City. Among the brokerages jumping ship from NAR are Redfin, Coldwell Banker, Century 21 Real Estate, Sotheby's International Realty, and Remax. Well, that's it for today. You can read more about the stories in this episode by following links in the show notes at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks again for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.